back to the regular exclusive podcast with your fabulous hosts, Jace and Renee. And before we got talk about bridesmaids, Renee wanted to run a little exercise for me. Renee, what what are we kind of opening this up with? Well, I asked you to do this a couple times, and I don't think you really did it. So we're kind of rolling with the punches here, but that's okay, Jace. I'm going to say life got busy and <laughs> that's my excuse. And it's, okay. not even, it's probably not even true, but you know, that's what I'm going with. It's fine. We know you're not committed to the pod. Um, I'm, be- <laughs> I'm better at ruining your things anyway. I know you are. That's exactly why you, why you didn't do it. <laughs> I thought it would be fun because I just feel like bridesmaids is the perfect cast of all. It's all female, but it like everybody's perfect and plays a, a specific role. And I just think it'd be fun to try and cast like who would we do in like the new bridesmaids, not necessarily the plot or the characters, but just like a new female raunchy comedy. The new ensemble. With the new generation of actors. As sad yep. as it is to say that we're it's 10, what, 12 years later already since this movie <laughs> came out and we're already recasting it. But <laughs> I came up with a really good list, I think. And I know that you came up with some alternates. Mm -hmm. So I figured I'd just go through my list and then you tell me what you think. And then if you think you should plug in an alternate, let me know. All right. Hit me. All right. So my first obvious choice is Florence Pugh. Mm, And I was, I I've, I've noted what each person is from, like what you might know them from, but for Florence Pugh, it's just, if you don't know her, you don't know shit. Yeah, I'm not even going to waste my breath. She can do anything. Thank you. But I think she would be really great and she could be like a Rose Byrne kind of where she does more dramatic stuff, but she's also hilarious and could do a comedy. And it would be a very different role for her. I think Florence Pugh could literally play any of those characters. And I, I, know, would, I, I would love it. <laughs> right, exactly. But I think she could play that kind of role. I also have uh, Chloe Fineman from SNL. She's the one, I think I sent you that video of her imitating Lily Rose Depp on the idol. That's her. And she's also just really funny. I think she would be like, I mean, maybe she would write it and be like the Kristen Wiig or whatever. But I think she's hilarious and she could be really great. Um, And then I put Beanie Feldstein, obviously, book smart. We both love. I think she's a great actress and she would be hilarious. Is that the, is that Jonah Hill's younger sister? sister? Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. She is hysterical. Thank you, right? She's got the right energy. And then I went with um, Rachel Sanat, which is from, she's from uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And then she was recently on The Idol. And she is just so fucking funny. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, she was also in Shiv- Shiva Baby last year. And people just like, she's just got the funniest energy. And I just, I'm re- I love her. There's a whole bit about podcasts with her character in Bodies, 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 which just gets me. It tickles me, especially since she's like, it's so hard to do a podcast. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Always gets me. Um, I think she'd be a good addition for sure. And then here's my random card. I got to throw a rando in there that like would be like a Melissa McCarthy. That's like, we don't know what would happen, but like, I'm just going to throw it out there and see what happens. Dominique Fishback from Swarm. And apparently she's in the new Transformers. But I think she's got the absurd kind of energy that like she could do some weird shit like Melissa McCarthy's doing in this movie. She would be the wild card, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think she would be perfect. And I think I would really love to see what she would do. 
That would be a lot of fun, especially since I'm not super familiar with a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for telling me what they're from. Because that's why I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 really is a an up and coming uh, group. It is that... right. Okay, so here's my final member of the group. I think, okay. and this was I will say, give credit where it's due. Nolan picked this one, and I'm ashamed I didn't have her in here. But Maria Bakalova from Borat 2 and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, she yeah. Would be perfect. She's <laughs> hilarious. That would be such a competitive group of people. Like, who can be the mouse, the most outrageous? Yeah, but that's the thing is like, I wonder who would like take it in what direction. You know what I mean? Like, everyone would kind of bring something unique, but I would just like, I don't know where my eyes would want to look. Like, I, everything all at once, like that movie. Um, but I kind of feel like that's what Bridesmaids is, you know, it's very similar where it's like, everybody's so fucking talented and hilarious. It's like, obviously we know Melissa McCarthy's just incredible and hard to ignore, but like, it's another ace, a list mm-hmm. group of stars. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of on those lines of like the, the young comedians, I mean, I just saw Joyride and that's. So far, I'm pretty sure that's like my favorite movie of the year. It's just, it's a raunchy blast. I would include any of them in this list. But probably uh, especially Stephanie Shu. I mean, yeah, I'm very <laughs> biased. Uh, but they're all incredible. Like, go see that movie because it's awesome. And then, like, Jennifer Lawrence, she she's not old. She could get plugged in there. I know, but it's like, it's crazy that, like, it feels like she's old in the way that like Hollywood treats her and it's like she's not old if she's old I'm gonna kill myself that is really upsetting it's like she won her Oscar when she was like 25 or something and and then has been in very like outside of the Hunger Games been in very mature movies mature what is she a porn star mature I I agree. Jennifer Lawrence would kill it. I guess I was just going way younger, but I don't know why, because none of the women in Bridesmaids are that young. They're all like in their 40s. Yeah. Or 30s, I guess. I feel like Ellie, Ellie Kemper's the youngest, I would assume. So a couple, I mean, when I was looking at my list that I threw together, just, yeah, you know, any right, of your... <laughs> they're not, I think the youngest person I have on my list is Gina Rodriguez. I think she's really funny. And I also think she's someone that can just work in a group of people. So I think she would be a good from. Um, She's from Jane, the Virgin. Never watched it. I never watched it either. But then she has been on like she was a voice on Big Mouth. She was in a Netflix movie that called Someone Great, which was a very cute movie. Very funny. Um, But yeah, like. I don't think she would be a standout, but I think she'd be a very good complimentary piece. I think she's out. Uh, I think my <laughs> list, everyone on my list is 10 times better than her. No offense, but that was a pretty weak sauce maybe, pick. Maybe maybe you should actually watch anything that she's done. I've seen her in, actually, I just watched a movie she's in. She was in Annihilation, and I just watched uh, that. It's a, not a comedy, but. I'm just saying, I've seen her. Not she's into it. Okay. The, she's the only person on my list that's even close to the age range of your cast. What so did you guess like all the cast of Golden Girls who was on the list. Say, I essentially did a list of people that is like the Royal Rumble of classic comedians. And I think okay. 
I think there's some really great chemistry to be had there. So first off, Ali Wong, like she could be a wild card. She could she, be anything she wants. Is she also in Joyride? Uh, no. Okay. But she's in that show Beef, right? She's in that show Beef. She's yeah. also in Always Be My Maybe, which is one of the best rom-coms yeah. ever. Okay. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon could could be the replacement for Melissa McCarthy and be even weirder. I mean, she gets to do that in you got to watch the Ghostbusters, all female cast. She gets to be the weird one. And mm. Melissa McCarthy gets to be. I mean, people say that she's crazy. because She believes in ghosts. But like Kate McKinnon gets to be the mad, crazy scientist. And she's so weird. I love it. So I, I think you're right. I think I guess we just went totally different directions with the ages. Yeah. I mean, the, the I think the person that I have on my list that would be the replacement for. um Wow, I'm forgetting the lead in, in Annie. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. Yes, <laughs> replacement for her, the comedy OG from Anchorman, Christina Applegate. She is hysterical, and she can she can pull it out whenever she wants. If you've ever seen Dead to Me, she's incredible. Yeah, she also, though, I did want to say she has been diagnosed with MS. So unfortunately, I don't think she's going to be acting. I did not know that. Yeah, much That's longer. A, I think she's well, she's officially done. Well, this is a, a hypothetical. I understand. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there in case that context. No, fuck it. She's still going to be in this movie. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not letting her out of it. Um, call up that bitch. Sorry, did I just kill the vibe with the MS? No, no. <laughs> I mean, now you should definitely watch Dead to Me because that that is a that is one of my favorite things ever. That she has MS? No, no, the show. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Jesus. I was thinking, I was thinking We're Catherine. way off topic, James. Yeah. <laughs> this is ten You're the one who brought it up. Uh, I also think Catherine Hahn would be great. Yeah. Yeah. We're totally let's take half of my cast and half of your cast and see what happens. I, I think that would be a great that would be fun. Great right? mix. Yeah. Who would you take from yours? Um those three. Well, the other ones I got are Sandra Bullock, because she's underrated funny. She's so funny. Regina oh, Hall. Her. Regina Hall is oh, just she'd be great. Incredible. And uh, also, I don't know if you've ever seen her stand up, Michelle Budo or Buto. I can never say her name right. I She's really know. funny. No, I'm not uh, she would, her. she'd be a great mix. Um, of my three, I would. Oh, I also said Natasha Leone just because she's amazing. But I would probably go uh, Michelle Budo, Catherine Hahn, and oh, Ali Wong or Kate McKinnon. I'm gonna go Ali Wong. I think Ali Wong could be a more rounded character than the insanity that Kate McKinnon would bring. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know though. I feel like you're just ca you're casting this movie like it was set in 2011 almost. Any of those people could have been in it the first time. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> you didn't specify the rules. You get mad at me whenever I come up with rules. You have no rules. You're like I'm just gonna pick a bunch of people I've seen in two movies. I've seen a lot of these people in multiple films, and I'm gonna <laughs> who say would your, who would be your three that you pair with my three? Okay, Florence Pugh, obviously. Maria Bakalova, Dominique Fishback. What do you think? I trust your judgment. 
I mean, if I'm going with those two weirdos, I got to get Florence in there. <laughs> Plus, I can't give up Florence Pugh. I would never in my life ever in any situation give her up. I, I wouldn't let you. I think this movie with our pairings would be more of a um, generational battle mm-hmm. kind of comedy. Yeah. And then I think we can both agree that it has to be directed by Elizabeth Banks. It does. Yes, <laughs> it really does. That's a great call. Let's bring her into this. And the cocaine bear. As long as cocaine bear is like the main star, I think we'll be all set. <laughs> but anyways, all right, let's just fucking talk about bridesmaids. Um, no, it's not me. Yes, it is you. Please go back to your seat. Yes, I'm with him. I'm, uh, I'm Mrs. Iglesias. Uh, Mrs. Iglesias. Uh, no, you're not. You were just out here and you put sunglasses on. Out. But I don't want to. Sir, she can have my seat, okay? Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. No, ma'am, I'm afraid that's not allowed. Help me, I'm poor. No. Listen, we're a whole wedding party. I'm I'm the bride. I'm getting married. The seat's empty. She's obviously nervous. We'll calm her down. You know what? I understand, but Claire is right. Everybody go back to your seats. Okay, you especially. You have three seconds to get back to your seat. You can't get anywhere in three seconds. Okay, bridesmaids. Wow. This movie is just incredible. It's so good. Every time I watch it, I'm just, it's insane how great it is from start to finish. Easily one of the funniest movies ever made. Oh, for sure. (laughs) It's in the Comedy Hall of Fame, I think. I I mean, it's better than most, I mean, definitely anything, any comedies that are coming out right now. I feel like this is just such a high bar and we were not expecting it It just came out of nowhere and it changed our lives. Yeah. Like it didn't even go through like a phase of like where it becomes a cult classic. Like it just out the gate blew up. I know it's like, it's crazy. This was 2011. It's like, um, it just doesn't happen that easily anymore or like as often, not that it happened often back then, but at least there was like, you know, this also came out around the hangover and horrible bosses. Like we were getting a lot of really good comedies at the time. I just felt like we were spoiled and we didn't know. Yeah. And God, this this movie just there's so many funny things. It's kind it kind of reminded me about um when we talked about I Love You Man. Mm-hmm. And I forgot just like how many quotes oh, yeah. are from this movie. <laughs> hmm I agree with that. I feel like this movie is very similar. In the way that like a lot of the things that they say just became like, like I constantly find myself saying like as a joke, like, oh, I'm going to climb that like a tree. Like, <laughs> I just I love that. Or like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've used the help me. I'm poor gif or like just said it because it's fucking hilarious. It's like, oh, yeah. Sarah and her friends, they do the. um Oh, do you? Oh, um, Helen knows the owner. <laughs> it's so good. Everything is so funny. And that's it's incredible because everybody in the cast is just so great and just throwing out. I mean, it's crazy that some of the best stuff is improv. I mean, I guess that's something we've just learned over watching all these movies and reading all the trivia is that a lot of times in improvs, I feel like. Some of the best lines are always the ones that nobody ever wrote. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, and especially with this crew, you have so many people that come from Saturday Night Live or like heavy improv shows. And like, you just let them you just let them live and just let them cook, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So this uh, this movie also like really kicked off 
I guess we maybe the right way to put it is it just like reminded the world that, um, hey, women are funny, um, even yeah, though <laughs> even though there's so many examples of mm-hmm. funny women throughout movies. I mean, the the last like big uh, women led comedy was like Mean Girls from like mm-hmm. 2004. Crazy, you know? right? But there's a lot of other funny ones like A League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. But like, I love that this, movie. But like this really just like reminded everyone, hey, we're funny. And then a bunch of, you know, female led stuff has come from this. And like, I know you are a big fan of the Ghostbusters reboot. I never saw it. I need to go and see it. I mean, it's just it's got like a couple people from this one. So I was like, okay, you got Melissa McCarthy and uh, Kristen Wiig back together again. So that's automatically a win. And then you also have Kate McKenna and she's just fucking incredible. So it's just like. I was so shocked that people did not really enjoy that move, that movie for some reason. I think it's really fun. It's silly, but it's great. You should watch it. Yeah. I also think like some of my favorites are ones that didn't become as popular. Um, but like Wine Country, with also it has Maya Rudolph in it, but with um Amy Schumer. Did you ever see that one where they all go like to rent a place in Napa? Oh, I might have seen it. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that one's really funny. And then also, I think one of my favorites, that's like the only other one I can think of that also does the wedding thing with with a group of women. And that's um, like as raunchy as this movie is the movie Bachelorette. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> it's a funny story about Bachelorette. I never <laughs> seen it. Really? But, um, I was living with with Jordan at the time and I come home and I see on the recently watched on Netflix bachelorette. And I'm like, why was Jordan watching this movie? Like this <laughs> movie just kind of looks like a bridesmaid ripoff. Yeah. And then I asked him and he was like, I, I thought it was bridesmaids and it didn't realize until halfway through the movie that it wasn't. <laughs> <I> was like... <laughs> it's really, really funny though. I kid you. So it does kind of feel like that. It's got Rebel Wilson in it, and she's also in Bridesmaids, but it has Lizzie Kaplan, Kirsten Dunst, and Isla Fisher. And it might be my favorite Isla Fisher performance of all time because she's just that bitch. She's like <laughs> just drunk on coke, getting high, like wasted the whole night, and just like that drunken bitch. She's so funny. Um, but either way, it's like really like raunchy, funny, crazy night movie with Bridesmaids. That's the only one I think that's ever come close. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, there was another movie. I don't, I don't, I don't think I would put it in the same category as Bridesmaids, but uh, Rough Night Out with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, uh, the Rough Night. That's the one you're talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Rough Night, not Rough Night Out. I really just remember Kate McKinnon in that because she uh-huh. plays like an Australian and her accent is just insane, but she's so funny. <laughs> oh, I have not seen that one, actually. And Jillian Bell's in that one, too. I do love her. I'll have to check that one out. I feel like maybe just because Bridesmaids did it so well that like other people tried and you just can't beat it. It's the perfect one that came out first. It's like unfortunate and like other ones are great, but no one's ever going to be able to live up to to Bridesmaids. And the best part of Bridesmaids Legacy is that they never made a sequel. Yes, thank you. I hope they never do because that's the best part about it is that like you don't have to fuck up Annie's life again in order to give us another story. You know what I mean? The the crazy thing about it, like it blows my mind that someone didn't force a sequel for this because 
the budget for this was like $32 million and it did over 300 million worldwide. Like, wow. It was, it cashed in. Like I'm shocked. There wasn't like some studio yeah. that's just like, we don't, we don't need any of you. We're just going to make a movie and we're just going to get ticket sales off the, the, the name alone. <laughs> like, yeah, it's for real. Right. Wow. That's insane. I know with how many like horror franchises that are still going and you're like, how are they still busting out ones of those every couple of years? Like you'd think we'd at least have a bridesmaids too, even if it was shittier. But I I mean, I think that just makes the, the, this movie even better because yeah. it's unique and special and they won't, hopefully they haven't at least, but hopefully they never do ruin it with another sequel. That's just not as good. Cause you can't beat it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like if you're going to do a sequel, you have to it has to be good because mm-hmm. like look at the hangover, like yes, the first one's you. incredible. And then the other two, it just kind of it brings it down a level. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They they probably hopefully learned like saw that and were like, that's why we're not. That's especially why the fuck we're not doing it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about the cast of this movie, because. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's some incredible things going on here. I don't, I don't know what to say. You look lost. No. Megan, are you okay? No. Uh, oh, I think my, my, my dress was probably just tight. Oh my God. You got food poisoning from that restaurant, didn't you? No, I had the same thing that she had and I, I hope you're fine. <coughs> oh my, okay. Oh, oh no. Nothing's happening. Oh my God. You know, I don't really care which dress we get. It doesn't matter to me. I just need to get off this white carpet. No, okay. No, not the bathroom. Everybody who can go outside. I'm serious. There's a bathroom across the street. Everybody has the flu. All right. So, you know, a lot of movies, there's like maybe like one person, maybe there's two people that are like, you know, this is their breakout movie, you know? Everyone else is kind of established. The crazy thing about Bridesmaids is that almost everyone in this movie was they didn't have something really big that was going on. Like this was the launching off point for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Similar to The Hangover, I would say. Yeah. I Yeah. Like Bradley Cooper was probably the biggest name. Yeah, but he was even still just like a pretty boy actor. And like that was like, oh, he's really funny, too. And super hot. And just like it just made him a star, I think. And then same with Zach Galifianakis. He's like the Melissa McCarthy of that movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was Zach Galifianakis' like coming out party. Like, here I am. I'm never going away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then Ed Helms, too, because then that's why he ended up like even like missing the last season of The Office for most of it and like Mm -hmm. other things. Like, he's still in projects. And I'm like, really? Wow, this guy's really riding that hangover success. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't remember. So was this right after Kristen Wiig left SNL or was she still doing SNL at this point? It looks like her last show was May 2012. So this was like this came out and then looks like she was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm she on to that, do other shit. <laughs> she lined that up perfectly. She was working on this during the tail end and then this came out and then blew up and she's like okay i'm on to other things that tends to be the snl pattern honestly if they really like make it and then if not it's like ooh, okay or they just stick around you know 
I mean, Keenan Thompson is still fucking there. That guy, <laughs> I think he's so talented. He could probably lead his own movie. He just needs the right project. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It same thing happens with like every person every person who's super talented there. So I mean, yeah. good for Kristen Wig. I thought this was like super impressive that she like wrote this as well with her writing partner, um, Annie. What's her face? Um, sorry, why can't I think of her name? Annie Mumolo? Yes, that's I'm like trying to pull it up. Yep, that's right. And she do you know who she is? She's the woman no. who's on the plane with her who's oh, like, yeah, I had yeah, a dream yeah. last night that the plane explode or the plane crashed <laughs> and you were in it. And it's like she's also her co-star and they wrote and i don't know if they directed they might have but the new movie from last year or the year before barb and star go to vista del mar oh no Did i never see that it. <laughs> it's pretty funny and uh yeah i mean this is still their best i think this is that it's going to be hard for them to top this when whatever else they do honestly <laughs> they started off way too strong <laughs> the i think a good place to start with um when it comes to talking about the cast, I think this is my favorite John Ham role. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like, <laughs> like he's such he, a always, dick. he always like there's a stereotype like he always plays like a federal agent of something. Uh -huh. And this one, he's just the biggest dick in the world. Oh, I know. And then as a woman, we're like, oh god, this is like PTSD for me because it's like I we all know assholes like that that we've <laughs> gone through that phase. It's like very triggering. <laughs> Everything that he does, it's like he's just such an asshole. Like, ooh, this is so awkward because I like really want you to leave, but like I don't know how to say it without being rude. <laughs> like, and just waits, and it's like, um, okay, <laughs> okay, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> or like when he he pulls up to her on the side of the road, he's like, "What's up, Buck, buddy?" <laughs> yeah, you are no longer my number three. <laughs> like he's I barely in this movie, but he's so good. He makes a huge impact. I feel like John Hamm has such a good like like people think of him as such a nice guy, you know, mm -hmm. even though he plays like the worst person on Mad Men. But yes. like I I feel like he took this role just reading the script. He's like, I'm gonna do this for the same reasons that Bradley Cooper was in um Wedding Crashers. He's like, exactly. I don't want to be typecasted. I'm gonna yeah. be a dick. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it would probably super fun. I did read though in the trivia that it said that he didn't like he wanted to go uncredited in the movie because he felt that if people knew he was in this or like saw his name attached, they'd think it was like a very serious drama project. And I was like, <laughs> okay, relax, John Hamm. Like, I think we could all wrap our heads around the idea of you doing a comedy. Okay. <laughs> like, who do you think you are? It's not like we're, it's Meryl Streep. <laughs> like, that gonna, would be a shocker. We're going to address that in the very first trailer by putting the the wedding dress shitting themselves scene in it. So yeah, yeah no one's going to think this. <laughs> God, that scene. Oh man. But yeah, he's, he's fucking great. But he's I, great. They have good men in this movie to compliment they, all the women. Well, <laughs> since we're on the subject, my only thing I don't like about this movie is, is the cop. No, really? I'm no, obsessed I, with him. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't care for any of those scenes. <laughs> I, I know why you probably don't like him. Men probably don't like him in this movie because of his gorgeous accent. He could tell me anything and I'd be like, okay, I no, love you. <laughs> that's the only thing I do like because if he had a, if he had no accent, everything you would say would be even more boring and not interesting. No, he's so sweet. He like, <laughs> he is sweet. it's so sweet. And I really like their chemistry. I just think he's like a very, 
he's not a typical leading man, but I really like him. I really enjoy him. Also, I don't know if you, just speaking of men in the film, who's in the like deleted scenes, but Paul Rudd had a clip with her, like with Kristen Wiig, where they like went on a date and he was like a total, like a freak with like, he had like rage issues and started screaming about shit. And they like cut it out of the movie. I'm like, how do you have a fucking Paul Rudd cameo and you cut it out? That's insane. That sounds familiar. And that also reminds me of like, uh, Kristen Wiig has an incredible deleted scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh my God. Yes. As the yoga instructor. Yeah. And it's like, yes. why, okay. why do we delete these? Why are we deleting any fucking cameos with these people? It does not make any sense. <laughs> that is exactly like the kind of shit that you want to see in a movie like this. You're like, oh shit. I, I will say that while I don't like the cop and his storyline at, at all, I, th- I think it's totally unneeded. I think it's I think it's all worth it for the scene of Kristen Wiig driving past him trying to get him to pull her over and like it's incredible doing all the things. My favorite's just when she like whips the e-brake and like spins <laughs> the car around. I my personal favorite thing in that scene is Rose Byrne's reaction to it the whole time because she's like, What are you doing? <laughs> Like, oh, like just screaming for her life. <laughs> and then I love that, like, he doesn't, he's just like, nope, I'm not going to engage with any of this. And then finally, she just like rams her car. In. <laughs> it's so good. It's great. Like, it's like a little thing that probably could have been cut, but I'm so glad that it made it because it's just really funny. Well, let's talk about Rose Byrne. I think Rose Byrne is maybe like, she's not the funniest in this movie, but I think she might be the most talented actress in this whole crew because Rose Byrne like does wide variety of, of movies. Like she does horror, she does drama and then she comes and does bridesmaids. Like she's an incredible actress and she's so good in this at being just like the rich girl, (laughs) the rich bitch as Helen. Mm. She's so, (laughs) yeah, she's so good. I think my whole favorite part is like, when she's crying and then Annie starts like smiling and she's like, wait, why are you smiling? And she's like, I've just, I've never seen you look ugly before and you look like really ugly right now. So it just made me happy. And she's like, I look ugly. Oh no, I don't. I don't look ugly. No. And she's like, yeah, you're an ugly crier. She's like, Oh no, I'm not. (laughs) But I love it. She just laughs. No, I don't look ugly. (laughs) It's so good. Everything about her and like the whole face off every single time that she's facing off with Kristen Wiig. It's just perfection. The whole oh. like face off after like the the diarrhea sequence and like when she's like force feeding her like Jordan almonds because she's like trying to prove <laughs> that she's like I'm not sick. It's <laughs> like oh really you're hungry here's an almond why don't you eat it in front of me. <laughs> the the toast off at the rehearsal dinner oh, is yeah. one of the most incredible cringe scenes I've ever it experienced. Is. It's very much like so cringeworthy because you're like oh my god this is so uncomfortable and it goes on for so long but it's so incredibly hilarious and like when she comes out there with like this really beautiful like Korean like like the quote that she comes yeah. out with and then fucking Kristen Wiig comes out with like Spanish and she's just making it up <laughs> she's like we were Spanish <laughs> together and I'm just gonna say some things it's so good honestly i read that that was like a lot of improv and that that was like one of the first scenes that they did and they were all like so impressed with rose Byrne. after that they're like holy shit like going up against Kristen wig in a one-on-one improv for like one of the first sequences jesus christ yeah way to deliver (laughs) yeah and especially since the 
the the thing she did before this was insidious. Like, oh yeah, right before this. Yeah, like literally right before it, and so like Rose Byrne is one of those people that this movie was really like a jumping off point because like you look at her IMDb and like there's a lot of there's a lot of like noticeable movies, but like she's not the lead in any of them. You know, or I haven't seen all of them, but like Insidious was one where she was the lead, and then she did this, and then it just popped off like you know she went on to do neighbors which she's incredible so funny in that she's in that new show on apple with uh seth rogan now where they play like uh, like platonic friends or something i do too i saw some fucking video where it's like they go to a convenience store and she had taken like muscle relaxers and like she's trying (laughs) to act normal and it looked hilarious and i love that like they have a close friendship she was in um, Get Him to the Greek like the year yep. before this movie, which is what got her the part because that was also like a lot of improv. So she at least was like pretty comfortable. And she's really funny in that movie as like Russell Brand's like ex-girlfriend who's like a singer. And she's like basically the chick from the idol, but like <laughs> British. Yeah. <laughs> and actually like really sweet, like even though she's a total bitch. But <laughs> she's got a lot of energy that's like similar, but... That's how they knew that they were like, okay, yeah, she can keep up in this movie. Yeah, like her and Kristen Wiig, every time they interact with each other is just gold. Like yeah, seriously. The frenemy, the frenemy yep. competition is just unbelievable. <laughs> the tennis, yeah, the whole tennis sequence where they're just chucking fucking balls at each other. <laughs> just hitting each other in the chest and the face. And then Kristen Wiig's just yelling at the woman that she's playing with like, Carol, come on. Damn it, Carol. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> well, and then we get like the first little nugget that maybe her life isn't perfect when we meet her kids. He's <laughs> like, fuck you, Helen. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Helen. She's like, oh, aren't they sweet? It's like, you have really cute kids. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so also, good. incredible chemistry is Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, that just goes without saying. Those two like probably finish each other's sentences, you know? Yeah, like I love when they have the the coffee or breakfast or whatever after she hooks up with <laughs> with John Hamm and they're just like bouncing off of each other with the and- chocolate and like I don't need dental work. <laughs> you also told you you need dental work. He's an asshole. I don't need <laughs> dental work. You're right. There's Come nothing on. wrong. With my teeth. You are so beautiful. <laughs> Will you marry me? Yes. He told you you need dental work. <laughs> He's an asshole. Did you know that uh, apparently Mindy Kaling was like also strongly considered for the same role that uh, Maya Rudolph plays? Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been a very different movie, yeah, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a very different vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, it still would be funny, but like, I think just the fact that it's like the built-in real-life friendship between... Her and Maya Rudolph just works perfectly and you kind of need that, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think like one of my favorite parts in the entire movie is at the very end when um what what's the band? What's the band name? Wilson Phillips. Oh yeah, when they come and sing Hold On. Love it. Yeah. And like Maya Rudolph and Christian Wake are like drumming, like air like drumming. Dancing it, yeah. Bobbing <laughs> their head. They're so into it. It's so funny. I know. Their friendship, you can just tell it's like real and everything is just like like there's you can feel the inside jokes, you know? Yeah. And that's what I love. It's like they needed to have somebody like that that was just 
literally perfection. I also did want to shout out, um, I think it, his name is Matt Lucas and then Rebel Wilson, who play Kristen Wiig's roommates. Oh my so god, they were funny. so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god, I laugh so hard every time with Rebel Wilson. She's so fucking funny, man. I she just gets me. I think she's so fucking hilarious, <laughs> especially in this movie when she's like, "Yeah, I got a free tattoo." He's like, <laughs> I "Could not believe it." The guy said, "Do you want a tattoo?" Just opened a random. Up, yeah, opened up the side of his van. No, he said it's for free. I said, "Sure." You said yes. Yeah, yeah. Look. Oh, here. what is it? Oh. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Friend. It's a Mexican drinking worm. It's like a Native American symbol, okay. meaning wasted. And it's all infected and nasty and disturbing. <laughs> and then the fact that when they tell her to put some ice or, like, frozen peas on it and she opens the bag and pulls, <laughs> pours it all on it, I'm like, that's just a nice touch. <laughs> great i think the best quote from her though is when she's like i did not realize it was your diary i thought it was just a really sad handwritten book <laughs> <laughs> so good oh my god and then she went on to get to do pitch perfect you yep. know incredible she's just she's hilarious i love her and i was glad to see her in this movie it's like it's just everybody is so good. Should we talk about all the bridesmaids? Because yeah, we've kind of say, the rest of the we'll, people. We'll, yeah, let's open this up. So we get to the bridesmaids, and this is just uh this is like a ultimate the best of the fighters, best. like royal rumble of talent. So how about we go ahead and just save Melissa McCarthy for the end because this was really her coming out story. She she got nominated for an Oscar for this movie. She's so, incredible. Who who is your favorite of the bridesmaids? Outside of if you want to put Melissa McCarthy, you can. No, um, but that's just lame. Like I know <laughs> that is my favorite. Here, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Um, my favorite person, and I actually put her on the same level as Melissa McCarthy, is Wendy McLendon Covey as Rita. The other night I'm slaving away making a beautiful dinner for my family my youngest boy comes in and says he wants to order a pizza i said no we're not ordering pizza tonight he goes mom why don't you go and fuck yourself he's nine i think she is one of the funniest like female comedic actors i've ever seen and that's because oh, yeah. i have watched way too much reno 911 yeah and she's just unbelievable. And everything she says in this movie is just so goddamn funny. <laughs> I cracked a blanket in half. <laughs> Semen everywhere. <laughs> like, I love it when she's like, sometimes, you know, I just want to watch The Late Show without him entering me. <laughs> it's just so good. I would have to agree with you that, like, it's a tie probably for me, either between her or Annie, just because. I love Kristen Wiig and her whole thing that she's putting down is just so unhinged in this movie. It's like, I mean, this is like a level, a couple steps away from like Mia Goth level unhinged in certain sequences. Like that bridesmaids freak out when she's at the bridal shower. That is some like legit Pearl moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like she goes there. And I think we all knew that she could because that's like what we love about her from SNL. Right. Yeah. She was always doing that insane shit. She was like the Kate McKinnon or Kate McKinnon was like the her that you're like, 
that's the one that I'm watching this show for, right? Yeah. And that I just think she's on fire and everything in this whole movie, yet she brings the emotional stuff, even as hilarious as she is. Let me ask you, what's your favorite Annie scene? Oh, God. I can't tell. I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many that I just really, really love, but I think it's got to be the plane. I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I'm ready to party with the best of them and I'm gonna go down to the river <laughs> wow it looks like somebody's really relaxing now the plane is is an all-timer just seen in any comedy but she's really the reason that that scene is just incredible. Like everything she's doing is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just even when she's not even talking, just <laughs> the way that she like, like when she goes back to her section and she stands there and before like closing the like curtains, she just stands there and like looks at the guy and he's like, close that. And then she does it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, even just her, like everything about her body language, the way that she's acting, it's just so good. <laughs> All the way to the there's a there's a colonial woman churning butter on the wing of the plane. <laughs> She's like that viral video that's been going around. It reminded me of that whole thing. Yeah. You know, that one of the woman being like, that motherfucker's not real. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I feel like it's very much like that's exactly what happened. She probably took the same drug with the thing, like a whole thing of whiskey. And that's the <laughs> results. I loved when she was uh, sitting next to the writer her her co-writer and it was like i had a dream last night that the plane went down you were there <laughs> this bitch is like so perfect i'm like yeah i feel like I, I this is like exactly who she should be sitting by too it's like just to make it 10 times worse and i love helen's comment about like oh she'll be fine there's a much more sense of community and coach it's like <laughs> what is this the titanic and she's talking about the steerage like get out of here <laughs> There is, I've ridden in coach my entire life. There is no sense of community. It is all for yourself out there. Every man for himself. People actively just avoid any sort of interaction. If someone says, oh, we're going to be flying together, you tell them to go fuck off. Okay? Yeah, exactly. There's a sense of community and coach. <laughs> Bitch, get out of here. That just was a great line, but it's like, wow. <laughs> Fits that that rich bitch. Oh, perfectly. my God. Oh, Helen. Yeah. Another great Annie scene I just have to throw in there while we're talking about the scenes that she just is solely responsible for is the when she argues with the like 13 year old girl at the jewelry <laughs> store. Although that girl is really funny, too, because that was apparently improv for both of them. That little girl was amazing. She kept up with her. And I just like, you look like an old mop. <laughs> like, all this shit. It's so good. And then she's like, yeah, but you're a little cunt. <laughs> so perfect. Leads up to the C word, which is just perfect. Oh, yeah. I think my one of my favorite Annie scenes has to be when she is pulling up to the 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 wedding shower. Oh, the engagement party or the bridal shower? Or, uh, I don't I don't the one with the cookie. The party with the cookie. Oh, that's the bridal shower, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The just her driving up and she's like is this is this her driveway? And then there's just the random <laughs> person there and gives them the the lemonade, and then she drives off, and she's like, "What? I don't." And then she takes a sip. She's like, "God damn, that's good. That, that is fresh. Damn it, that is fresh." <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like, I love it, too, because she's like, ah, fuck this bitch. When she gets that whole invite, too, everything with Helen is great because it's just so over the top. Like, there's a <laughs> butterfly in the invite that, like, flies out of the box. It's like, what? <laughs> she's like, I love the fact that they're handing out puppies. And it provides one of my favorite ongoing jokes in the movie with Melissa McCarthy stealing like eight of them or nine of them. <laughs> I have like six dogs in my car already. <laughs> I may have overcommitted with nine. So I feel like six be... might have been perfect. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. <laughs> to quickly go back to to Rita, one of my favorite lines is when she's talking with Becca or Ellie Kemper. Mm-hmm. And I also love Rita because she tells like these these kind of monologue jokes with a incredible punchline. And when she's telling the story about making dinner for her kids, and then she's like, "My son said, Mom, go fuck yourself.'" <laughs> it's like one of the the funniest things ever about him wanting pizza. And then like, then we get to to Ellie Kemper playing Becca, and. Ellie Kemper is probably the person who, I don't know, maybe gets the least amount of attention. Maybe it's because she's essentially playing her character from The Office, but mm-hmm. like a super prude version of it. But she's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, I think her character on The Office was a real prude for sure. So I kind of feel like it was very similar. Um, like that's just like her zone that she like nails, you know? And I just love when she's like, you're more beautiful than Cinderella. <laughs> like, I don't want you to be a big fuck up like me. You, how do you think I feel? like me? No, you can still turn it around. No, don't. Don't. You're more beautiful than Cinderella. You smell like pine needles and you have a face like sunshine. <laughs> it's so gorgeous i love that i will use that meme it's like with girlfriends when we're like ah, you're amazing no you're amazing it's like that's like the vibe i want to send i'm like i send that gift because i'm just like they know exactly how i'm feeling like i just i love me so much <laughs> it's really yeah, great in she- their whole chemistry i kind of wish there was they got another scene together after that because they kiss so yeah. like i wish there was like some culmination for them maybe we need a spin-off where they're like together and living their best lives that would be like the bridesmaids version of get him to the Greek. Yeah, which would be fine. That would be okay. Dude, I would watch that. I'd watch that. I want another one about fucking Melissa McCarthy and her <laughs> husband. Like, I need to know what she's doing with uh, John, the air marshal. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is this is where we can switch over to Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I gotta know where you keep the gun, man. I mean, is it ankle, hip, lower back? You don't between the cheeks do you no i don't stick a gun up my butt i mean that's i didn't stupid. say up i just know of a guy that got did a lot of undercover work and all i know is he had tape marks all up and down his cheeks that can't be true people don't keep guns up their asses because if you needed to use it are you gonna get it he cut a hole in his pocket what he was he was in his back pocket you gotta get something out of your ass and you cut a hole in the back of your jeans you want to tell me you can't get to something i don't have a gun for you to put up my ass to make I your can point put my nano i will show you i will if you get me scissors i will cut a hole in my pocket and i you'll never find this again until i want you to find it all right so before we get into talking about melissa mccarthy i just I have to say, if if not one thing between I'm going to climb that like a tree 
to I have the highest security clearance. I know where all the nukes are. I know all the codes. If you haven't laughed your ass off at one point between those lines, that's a you problem. That's Melissa a you McCarthy problem. is unbelievable. In this movie. I mean, she even gets one at the very end of the movie when she's just laughing and Annie's like, what? What's so funny? And she's like, I put a loaded gun in Dougie's carry on. <laughs> the That's TSA right. is going to rip his ass apart. <laughs> <laughs> the way that she's just like crying laughing is so good. So you're like, dude, that guy is fucked when he gets to that airport. They're lucky if he doesn't go straight to jail. A loaded gun? Jesus, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. I totally am like, oh, should I pull that on my sister at her upcoming wedding? <laughs> Like the no. fact that you go the whole movie thinking that this person <laughs> is just this total insane degenerate to then she has all the security clearance. Which She's actually really smart. Weirdly, theoretically could be a lie, but I don't think it is like no. she owns six properties. She has all the clearance. She's yeah. nine puppies. Should have <laughs> had six. She's got uh, a great new boyfriend. Air then, Marshal John. So then we have this moment of, oh, my God, this person's like actually extremely successful. And then we end her whole character. With, I put a loaded gun in his handbag. <laughs> right. Well, you end it there or you also stay for the post kind of mid credit scene where she's her first uh, sexual encounter with Air Marshal John. <laughs> and she's like got that giant sandwich. <laughs> when oh when God. me and, when me and Sarah were watching this, Sarah was just like. Can you imagine being one of their kids and like seeing right? this post credit scene? You would never recover. <laughs> I would never recover if I had seen something like that of my parents. It's like bad enough for every kid to know that their parents had to have sex at least that time to make you. But it's like horrible if there was this on video. It's not graphic, but like when she lifts the flap of the sandwiches, I felt like it was pretty graphic. <laughs> also kind of like obsessed with the fact that she's wearing like that karate like sash tied around her forehead when she's like eating the sandwich off of his dick or whatever she's doing at the end. Like she puts that on for that. It's just like pretty badass. <laughs> I kind of am like... I don't think I could at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, my God, Megan's ridiculous. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, I don't think I could ever be as cool as Megan if I tried. <laughs> like, I just think she's like a total badass, man. She just like does not give a fuck. And she's doing pretty good by the end of the movie. I mean, I know it's Kristen Wiig's story, but like, like Megan just is killing it. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think the correct uh comparison on the male side is that galifianakis because like just the powerhouse it was like they were these underground people or you knew melissa mccarthy from from gilmore girls oh yeah suki st james and then it's just like nope i <laughs> here here i am world and you're never gonna forget me like i'm looking at melissa mccarthy's right uh imdb right now and it's like Gilmore Girls, and then it's just a bunch of things I've Maybe. never, never heard of, or like she was a side character or something on a TV show, and then it's Bridesmaids, and then from there on out, Identity Thief, The Heat. This is 40. <laughs> the Boss. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. This is 40, one of the greatest cameos ever. Oh, yeah. Spy. 
<clears throat> Ghostbuster, like just a Thunder Force, which you know a lot didn't do so well, but like Netflix paid her on that. Like she mm-hmm. got she got that bag, <laughs> and she then she was great. in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, and she was great in the Thor: Love and Thunder movie as uh, oh, yeah. Hella. Was Kate Blanchett's character, and that's the actor. That was pretty fun. She was also, um, I loved when every time she's hosted SNL, she's so goddamn funny. And then I think serious role wise, Can You Ever Forgive Me was incredible. Was that the one that she was nominated for? Yes, where she plays Lee Israel, who's like a famous author who like plagiarized shit and pretended it was real for money. Like, what? A, what an incredible, like. I don't know what the right word, like, I don't know, history or I don't know. But like she was nominated for Bridesmaids and then for leading actor in mm-hmm. in this. Like the only other person I can think of is Robert Downey Jr., who was nominated for Tropic Thunder and then years prior for um, Charlie or Chaplin. Or Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. And she but she's like and the, all these comedy movies that they put her in, like I've, I've I haven't seen Tammy, but I know people like that. But I've seen like I watched Identity Thief. I thought that that was hilarious. Her and Jason Bateman were a great comedy team. The Heat with Sandra Bullock Love might be heat. one of the best. It's so good. It might be the best post Bridesmaids. But then she also reunites with uh, what's her face? Um, why can't I think of her name? Fuck. Helen. Rose Byrne uh, for Spy, which was pretty mm. funny. And she's like obsessed with this like spy. She was like the guy in the chair for like Jason Statham. And then he goes missing or something. And then she's like, try it. She's like, I'm going to be the agent to get him back. It's pretty good. Like. <clears throat> there's several scenes in this movie that. That Melissa McCarthy. Either full on like sells the scene like makes it as incredible as it is or like just is the icing on top so like icing on top the airplane scene everything Mm -hmm. she does like everyone has a moment in the airplane scene they do like her and her husband in real life are just incredible hey not air marshal john you want to get back in that restroom and not rest no i have to get back to my seat yeah you gotta get back on my seat I gotta take a whiz and I'll be right back. Like her and Air Marshal John and their whole thing of like they're arguing about storing a a fucking gun up your ass. He's like, no, people don't shove guns up their asses. That's stupid. She's like, oh yeah. I'll I'll take this iPod Nano, and you'll never find it again until I want you to. (laughs) 
she's just like, oh, it's so good because it's like when she is coming on to him, she's like, get us a blanket, John. <laughs> it's like he's like, no, she's like, get us a blanket. I'll be right back. And like, I love watching that scene. And like Maya Rudolph is sitting right in front of them and like her like reaction to her saying this because she knows she's talking to the like random dude she's sitting next to. It's just like she's just like, what the fuck is going on back there? So great. And then I love it that he does actually turn out to be an air marshal. So it's kind of like a hint at the later reveal that she's actually got her shit together and she's smart. That like she figured that out. She sniffed that out. I love that he's like, I'm not an air marshal the whole time. (laughs) And you're like, okay, this bitch is insane. She's crazy. And then it's like, oh shit. She's like, I got your back, John. (laughs) So good. My favorite part of that whole thing is that she is just being like cranking it up to 11 and her husband, he looks like he is trying as hard as humanly possible to not laugh. I know. It's like, (laughs) it's just so good. And I just thought about like when I was watching it, like how much fun would that be to do it with your spouse and just be like. I'm going to try and break you with comedy. Like you basically are just trying to like, just fuck with them. And it's so funny because you could tell how he wants to laugh. And it's like, yeah. I would just absolutely kill to do that for Nolan and record it. It would be hilarious. Like, wouldn't you love to do that to Sarah? Oh my God. It'd be so funny. I mean, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do it. Sarah makes me laugh. Sarah. Oh, is there you go. Even hysterical. better. I don't think I could. I don't think I could straight face it. Like, Shout out to 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 him because like I don't think I could do that. There's some parts where he's like, like you can just tell him like I'm like he's like he's like putting his hands up. I'm like, oh, we know from Bill Hader that that is a common yeah. thing that people do when they're trying to hide that they're laughing. Well, especially the whole part where she blocks him when he's coming out of the, the toilet and she like throws her leg. What oh, what is this? You you feel the heat from my undercarriage. <laughs> gross so good i'm obsessed with her and the fact that she like styled her whole look and like the way that she acts after guy fieri is pretty much perfect incredible like (laughs) that's how we should have known that she was gonna gonna be nominated for other acting awards just the fact that she's like i'm doing a comedic performance i'm gonna base it off this person (laughs) it's like what like i did read that like some of the other people that they had interviewed or like not interviewed but um like met with to cast um, for the role of Megan was Rebel Wilson was another one. And then uh, Busy Phillips, which I don't know if you know who she is, but she's like BFFs with Michelle Williams. She was, they were both, I think, or Busy Phillips had worked with Apatow on like Freaks and Geeks and stuff, but. Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I know this person. Yeah, and she's funny too, but like, it's just, it had to be Melissa McCarthy and she's just bringing something totally unique to the table. Yeah. Busy Phillips, I feel like would be more in line to to be the Rita character. Totally. I agree. Like Melissa McCarthy, like this is a performance that's like there's no other casting. It's only Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so she is the icing on the cake for the plane scene. I, I think she makes the wedding sh- the, the the dress shopping scene. Oh, a hundred percent. I was about to say we can't finish this without talking about the shit and vomit scene, yeah. which normally I hate in movies, but it's done so well and it's so fucking funny. Everything about it, they just don't miss a beat. Every beat is incredible. Like 
like the so one thing I love about the the whole ensemble of this is that in a lot of like comedy movies they'll do an ensemble and they'll like they'll have one maybe two characters that kind of ground everybody else. <clears throat> this one they have no grounding. Like, like Annie's technically your grounding character, and she, like I said earlier, has scenes that are just short of being in Pearl. Like, yeah, like she's like on Mia Goth level, and that's like the most reasonable character that we get, basically. I guess like, maybe it, that would be Maya Rudolph, but she's still yeah, funny like, too. But she's also like barely in the movie. Like exactly. she, she's yeah, like she's in the movie, but like she's not one of the bridesmaids. And but yeah, like I would agree. She's the most grounded. It's almost this is almost like the the female version of like Anchorman, where everyone is just a crazy version of that character. And yep. it's awesome. Yeah. And this yeah, the whole br- dress shopping scene is incredible because like everyone is just like selling their character but then like melissa mccarthy i feel like it had to be her idea she's like i'm going to the sink (laughs) the fact that she like runs to the sink the sink's a goner yeah the sink's a goner (laughs) it's coming out of me like lava don't look look at me (laughs) look away (laughs) i love too that rita's like megan no Just like the chaos of that sequence with like her running in there puking before she even gets to the toilet. It's like we've all been there, right? She like read a projectiles, then she opens it, starts puking. And then Melissa McCarthy coming in and being like, I have to go. And it's like, no, get out of here. And so she shits in the sink. It's just like, I hate to admit that I've been in one of those scenarios, not in public, but like hungover wise, where there was like two to three of us and we were all like sharing the same bathroom. And like, I was just like, hanging over the fucking bathtub just being like uh like throwing up because someone else was puking in the fucking toilet and i was just like we were in there for hours together <laughs> i i measure a lot of like how much a, a movie means to me by how often i send gifts from that mm. movie and the it's coming out of me like lava <laughs> Oh god, maybe, I bet you use it all the time. It's maybe the best line of this entire movie. Like <laughs> it's so good and just the line delivery too is perfect. And like how red faced she gets in there <laughs> with that. And the greatest part too is that they're wearing all these nice dresses. But I think my favorite is like the lead up to it and the reveal, like when fucking like Ellie Kemper finally like pukes through her hands. Mm-hmm. Like the whole lead up with like Megan, you're like, I'm very I'm very concerned about what's going on with Megan at every moment because it's like she's the first one to start sh- so showing signs. She's like, I'm sorry, I don't even know what end that came out of. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then she's like, back to you, like to the lady who's like yeah. talking at the dress shop. I love that she says that. Back to you. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> but, and then how then she's like, going. Fuck, how she's fucking around on the couch, like she's like picking it up. She's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, she's like a dude. I love it. But then yeah, and then. That you think it's gonna be her first, because like when when, it, when they see my Rudolph in the wedding dress, and Annie's like, I don't know what to say, and then just cuts the most girls, they'd be like, bah! <laughs> and it's like you're like, oh my god, and she's like, bah! and it's like I don't know what's happening, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so scared. I just feel like she has the perfect like lead up to that, and then like then like Rita farts, and then Ellie Kemper like pukes. I'm like, it's just so good. All of it just is so great, and it's like so disgusting. But then it culminates also with the great moment of Maya Rudolph and her comedy, probably shining moment of the movie when she oh, yeah. is like, I shit in the street. She's that, like, it's that, happening. 
that's her icing on yeah. that scene. Yeah, like her walking. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> she just <laughs> goes like down in the street, she, waving the cars around. Just, just go. Sits and accepts what just happened. <laughs> like and, I love it. Oh, Annie's just like, oh, you're doing it. You're, you're sitting in the street. <laughs> And then shout out to uh to the person who was like the person working at that store and like her fear of everything that's going on. It really just tells the audience the stakes that are at play right now. I'm just wondering, like, do you think that they were charged for that? Like, I've done a lot of bridesmaids dress shopping and stuff. And like, if that had happened, I just I'd be so worried about what what's the fee we're gonna have to pay because I feel like these places are so hoity toity, especially one where you have to like make an appointment eight weeks in advance. They're yeah. probably gonna charge them with some crazy cleaning fee. Probably, my guess is that she Rose shouldn't Burn- fucking like lady juju whatever <laughs> dress in the street. She shit in that wedding dress. Like, I don't think that's salvageable. <laughs> I, I think I think Rose Byrne paid for it. Probably, yeah. Helen probably. You're right. She pays for everything. That was a there's, stupid. There's fucking... also that one line at the very end of the movie where Maya Rudolph is like freaking out and they can't find her, and then they find her at the apartment, and she's like, My dad can't pay for the wedding. And I heard that. I'm like, wait, so so how did that get resolved? Because the wedding didn't change, and my no. my understanding is that. Roseburn Helen, since she planned everything, she planned too much, and then Helen just paid for it. That's how I interpret it. I would like to interpret that as the resolve, but I do love that they they have the callback still with the dad when he's like at the very end, and Wilson Phillips shows up, and he's like, "I'm not paying for this shit. I ain't paying for this shit." <laughs> it's so good, and also like, what a great way to end the movie with that song and everything, and like, it just fits so goddamn well. It's a great oh, yeah. song. It's great. I also want to say, uh, I think my favorite uh, Melissa McCarthy line of the entire movie is the scene right before that when they're at the Brazilian restaurant and they're like, female fight club. <laughs> she comes in and we're like, surprise! And then we just beat the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, and right before that, like, Ellie Kemper had suggested uh, Pixar theme and she's like, I'm just gonna roll steamroll off of that. <laughs> Throw out female fight club. It's like, what? Like Rose Byrne was saying that like for all the improv stuff that she just felt like she said by the end, she could barely keep it together in any scene with Melissa McCarthy. And then Melissa McCarthy knew that and would like berate her like doing it way more in front of her to try and break her because she's like the way that she would say things that were so outrageous and insane. But she said them so straightforward and seriously. It would just kill me. And I'm like, yeah, the way when she's like, when she goes over and comforts Annie and you're like, oh, wow, this bitch has her shit together. And she's like, they threw firecrackers at my head. Okay. And I don't say that literally. They literally tried to blow me up. Okay. (laughs) So good. The whole bit with the dogs. I think, though, my favorite is, like, just her character introduction. I know that we talked about, like, in our Pirates episode, Jack Sparrow has, like, the best character intro of all time. But I just, I really love Megan's character intro. It tells you literally everything about her that you need to know when she's talking about falling off the cruise ship. (laughs) You know, I just got some pins in my legs. Believe it or not, pins in my legs can still do this. Right? A maid fell off a cruise ship. Oh, but I'm back. Shit. But yeah, oh shit. Yeah, oh shit. Took a hard, hard, violent fall, kind of pinball down 
hit a lot of railings, broke a lot of shit. I didn't, I'm not gonna say I survived and say I thrived. I met a dolphin down there, and I swear to God that dolphin looked not at me, but into my soul, into my goddamn soul, Annie, and said, I'm saving you, Megan. Not with his mouth, but he said it, I'm assuming telepathically. We had a connection that I don't even know if I can, ex oh, Jesus. Hey, shut my mouth. Look at, unbelievable. You must be Annie's fella. I'm Megan. It's a pleasure. Oh, well. he's not. Uh, I'm not. He's not. I'm not with him. Sorry. Oh, all right. I'm glad he's single because I'm going to climb that like a tree. Then she's like talking. Then she's like, oh, oh, I can't shut my mouth. And she's like, Who's, I'm sorry. This must be your fella. And then we get the incredible good. I'm glad he's single because I'm going to climb that like a tree later. <laughs> all right everyone i hope it's not coming out of you like lava anymore <laughs> anymore <laughs> yeah i hope it wasn't ever but like if it was i hope it stopped some mornings the coffee hits strong you know but uh <laughs> yep yep or when you go to the wrong greek place you know you never know brazilian brazilian excuse me apologies <laughs> i didn't mean to insult any greek people <laughs> yeah any any cuisine can give you diarrhea at that level if it's not done right uh, Jason, but no, he, has the, he has the evidence to back it up. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, hope you enjoyed us uh, just going on and on about this incredible movie. Shooting the shit. <laughs> Shooting the shit like lava. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. We are talking about, kind of talking about the movie 65 because it just came to Netflix and I haven't seen it yet, but I have not heard roaring raves about it but we are going to use this as an excuse to talk about a larger topic of just dinosaur movies yes i think it's a very important and critical topic people aren't talking about it enough jace i think we should bring hopefully this will bring a lot of awareness to the issue because i think what the deal is is like i think what we need to investigate here is why is it so hard to make a good dinosaur movie did jurassic park just ruin everything for everyone now no one can do anything else with dinosaurs i've watched 65 we were going to talk about it but it just doesn't bring enough to the table guys it's not worth it if you're looking for dinos which i am it's not it it's not <laughs> the thing and i hate to say it but I think it'll be a bigger discussion about, you know, what dinosaur movies have come out and why can't they replicate the incredible feelings we all have for Jurassic Park? Yeah, we're essentially uh, doing an FEC investigation onto the Spielberg Ooh. monopoly that is Jurassic Park on dinosaur movies outside of animated movies. What's going on? Why, why, ha why hasn't anyone been able to come in? Can they not do it or is Spielberg preventing this? I wonder. He might actually be preventing it. And I, you know what, if that's the case, fine. But once he's dead, we can get some new fucking movies in there. And I think we should start working on ideas because clearly we need them. This is the main idea here. 
You know, it's been a while, obviously, since we've had a good dino action flick. We need a good summer movie. It's summer right now. I think it's the perfect time to talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. So tune in next week to uh, the uh, true crime edition of uh, the regular exclusive where we're figuring out what's going on with dinosaur movies. But until then, um, take care and we'll see you on the next regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.